Somebody says, how in the world, how in the world can we follow such strict teachings and be saved? There's only one way, folks, you can, and that's by grace. Because everybody in here has broke all the Ten Commandments. Hello, somebody. Nobody's immune. Don't nobody have the right to put their finger at anybody else and say, this, 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 what all you done. When the Bible says we all, Paul said, he told him in Romans, he said, we all stand guilty before a holy God. Hallelujah. So, just... If I, if I get the thought, as long as I do a little bit, I'll be all right. If I go to church on Sunday, that's going to cover up what I do during the week. No. <laughs> no. That's not going to work. I'm going to start out for a text in the book of Numbers, and then I'm going to be moving to 1 Samuel. But we're going to read in the book of Numbers, chapter 14. I'm going to read verses 22 through 24 as a opening text. Hallelujah. Numbers fourteen twenty two through 24. And it's on the screen there if you don't have your Bibles with you. Because all those men which have seen my glory. Now this is Jehovah God talking. This is Jehovah God. He said, because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt... And the will and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice. Surely they shall not see the land which I swear unto their fathers. Neither shall any of them that provoke me see it. But my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him. <laughs> And hath followed me fully. Everybody say the word fully. Him will I bring into the land whereinto he went, and his seed shall possess it. Bow your heads in prayer. Mighty gods, we come today, we thank you and we praise you for the service. We thank you, Lord, for everyone that's assembled together on today, Lord. I'm asking God for you to anoint the message. I'm asking you to prepare the hearts of the listeners to accept the seed of the Word as it's delivered today. In Jesus' name, let everybody say, you can be seated. I want to speak to you today on a subject titled, by the grace of God, 50% right is 100% wrong. Fifty percent right is one hundred percent wrong. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. There are some people who seem to think in this world, well, if I just do a little bit and do my best, that's not going to get it. It's not going to get it. And that kind of teaching is going to cause a whole lot of people to be lost one day. 
I had rather somebody tell me, amen, the truth, providing they tell me the whole truth. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Let me tell you, one of the greatest dangers that there is, amen, is for a preacher to stand before a congregation or even get on television, amen, and tell somebody and preach a message that 50% of what he says is right. Because that 50% that is right is just enough to bait with a hook to get people to fall in something that's going to lead them nowhere. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. Now the story that I read to you just then as a text is when God sent out the spies into the into the land of Canaan to look at it and and, and to see what's going on. Amen. And, and um, just about all of them brought back that bad report. Amen. But amen, and none of them was able to go into the promised land. Amen. And experience what God had promised that they could have. But Caleb. The Bible said he had a different spirit. He had another spirit. And he followed me fully. There's going to be a lot of people lose out with God simply because they follow the book 50% or 60%. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to you now. What's the Bible say it takes for salvation? Well, there's three basic steps, really, in a plan of salvation. Repentance. Somebody repents, but they stop at repentance. They haven't fully obeyed the plan of salvation. Amen. And God is looking for fully. He's looking for fully. Some people have repented, but never obeyed God in water baptism. And I don't care what the world tells you today. Baptism is a part of the plan of salvation. And anybody who rejects being baptized in water will not make it when Jesus comes. Baptism is not an option. It's not when you feel like it. It's not when you get ready. It ain't about you. It's about this book and what Jesus said. And if you die without being baptized in Jesus' name, you will go to hell. How many times you repented? Bless the quietness. Being filled with the Spirit of God is not an option. Jesus said, without my Spirit, you're none of His. Hello, somebody. Now, I want to give you another, I want to give you an example today in this message to get you understanding how necessary it is and what God thinks about people who follow His commandments, just 50% of it. We're going to talk today about a man in the Old Testament by the name of King Saul. 
Anybody remember King Saul in the Old Testament? He was the first king of Israel. Well, we're going to go to 1 Samuel, the 15th chapter. And in the 15th chapter, it would do you good to read that whole chapter sometime this week or later on, tonight or whatever, whenever, since we're not having service tonight. But it talks about and it deals with the rebellion of King Saul against God's commandment. And I want to talk about, first of all, Saul's responsibility. Every one of us have a responsibility to do what God says in His Word if we want to see the, uh, see the blessings that God has for us. Hallelujah. Amen. We have a responsibility. Amen. There's something that we have to do on our part. Now, 1 Samuel chapter 15, I'm going to read the first five verses first and talking about Saul's responsibility. And I'm reading from the New King James Version. But this is what it says, beginning at first, well, verse 1. Samuel also said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you king over his people, over Israel. Now therefore, heed the voice of the words of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel. Now how he ambushed him on the way when he came up from Egypt. Now go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all that, uh, uh, that they have. And do not spare them. But kill both man and woman, infant and nursing child, ox, sheep, camel, and donkeys. Think about that for a moment. So Saul gathered the people together and numbered them until I am 200,000 foot soldiers and 10,000 men of Judah. And Saul came to a city. Of, um, uh, 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 of Amalek and laid in wait in the valley. Now, I want to give you a little history lesson here about this. When Moses was leading the children of Israel, I need you to witness. If you go back further in the Old Testament and read all the accounts, the older people and uh, those uh, that uh, had physical problems or whatever, they, they, they didn't want well, to quite keep up with everybody else as they were tracking and moving in the wilderness. So they was at the, kind of at the back. They was at the back of all the great big people while they were going through the wilderness. Anyway,
He's not going to attack you for your strong man. That's, that, that's not going to be a good move on his part. But you may not realize how the devil studies you. The devil reads you like a book. He may know how you go to that and what you do yourself sometimes. He knows just what it takes to push your buttons. Pull your
But now let's talk about Saul's failure. Let's talk about his failure. We'll move down uh, to verse uh, the verse nine of the same chapter. And Saul and the people spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, and the lambs, and all that was good, and were unwilling to destroy them. But everything despised and worthless that they utterly destroyed. Now, Sent him on a mission. And he started out doing it. And he obeyed God to a point. He followed 50%. Man, but they got down there and they saw all that good cattle and all them sheep and all that stuff. And their greed hit them. They got to thinking, well, you know, the people's dead, you know. I mean, we just was to take all this for ourselves. I mean, man, we can, we can do something on this, you know. Let me tell you something, folks. When God speaks a word to you, He expects you to follow it fully. He expects you to do it 100%. And a lot of times people miss out with God because of their own greed.
already really got into it, but I want to talk about God's response down to verse 22 and 23. So Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, listen to this now, Behold, uh, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed than fat of rams. Now, if you study the Bible any time a length, you know that God is totally against witchcraft. In the Old Testament, under the law, Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he also has rejected you from being king. That was God's response to Saul's 50% of obeying God. In closing, we're not living by Old Testament guidelines today. Thank God for grace. Thank God for mercy. Thank God for long-suffering. Thank God that the book says in the New Testament that God is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. When you come to God, all He's asking is for you to lay it all on the altar. Not try to keep back parts. But offer your whole self unto God. When you do that, then because of your human frailties, you make a mistake, you mess up. He says, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you of some, all. Excuse me, I was trying to quote that. I guess I messed up, didn't I? Forgive you of all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. That's grace. God loves you. He cares for you. He wants to see everybody saved. He wants to see you saved so much. He's already got a mansion built in glory waiting on you. Can't nobody move it and claim it but you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I got a, I got a white robe hanging up up there somewhere that's waiting on me. 
Hallelujah. Can't nobody else get that robe but me. Hallelujah. I've, I've, got a, I've got a place. I've got a dwelling place prepared for God. Can't nobody. Because God's not willing that anybody should perish. But all come to repentance. God has never asked anybody to do what they cannot do. Where we have problem with is our willingness to follow. Hallelujah. God says it don't make no difference how many you, times you stumble and you fall. God says, I'm not counting. I'm not keeping up with that. He said, it's the times that you get up and dust yourself off and keep traveling. That's what's going to count. That's what's going to count. You see, I'm telling you the difference in the Old Testament covenant and the New Testament covenant today. Hallelujah. There's no reason for any man, woman, boy, or girl to ever be lost, to be without God. Hallelujah. God says, I've made the way. Just follow me. Just follow me. Hallelujah. Brother Darrell, would you come up here and get ready to do that course, Amazing Grace? Because that's what I want to focus on right now. That's what I want to focus on. The amazing grace of God. Hallelujah. It don't matter what people think about you. It don't matter what people say about you. They don't have nothing. They don't. They, they don't have nothing to do with the equation whatsoever. Praise God.